1: Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week, we're covering issues 61, 60, 60, 61, and 62 of City at War. Of
2: of Mirage,
1: Mirage, City at War. We did it. We are at
2: the end of City at War. Yes. The story of the Mirage TMNT. Like, the one.
0: Yeah, it's the, the feather in the cap of volume
2: one it's it's weird that this this is like the finale to mirage like mirage volume one Mm -hmm. it's it's a good it's a good kind of send-off um at least the final issue is yeah um but it's um yeah i mean overall i think it was a treat reading this finally for the first time
0: it's kind of it, i always thought it was kind of weird that they started a volume two because like it's the same story really the only difference is that it's in color but like there have been mirage issues in color already so but it's their I mean, book it's their decision so
1: it was during the 90s so you know speculators market type thing you know issue uh, one sell really well you know that's they're, true. they're doing it in color that time and so well also too like remember they're
2: this this is like 1993 1994 so you know we're kind of towards the end of the peak of turtle mania like we talked about last week so like it's they got to do something to reenergize
0: yeah mm-hmm. get those 15 year olds that grew up with the show yeah cuz like yeah.
2: cuz like i feel and i'm i'm just basing this off of just kind of my idea um i i feel like these issues did not sell that well. I feel like it. I don't I don't, have any, yeah. I don't have any hard proof to back that claim up. Um but just you know the you never you never really hear about these issues um like in in any kind of circles or anything like that. Like you never hear people talk about city at war like the comic oh. so really like outside of like the technodrome.
1: I do. We're doing it right now. (laughs) We do. We hear
2: it, but it's like. But I'm just talking about like common fans, like you know, just dudes that are just kind of in it for the toys and stuff, like, or or just people that are new to it, and like I don't know, because you always hear people like, "Oh, read Mirage. You love Mirage," and it's like they never really mean past the first couple issues.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of those people. I mean, there's just a lot of people that I think read just issue one and are kind of like, okay, here's the original story, and they've they've read it. And they, they don't yeah, ex-
2: exactly. Them. Like nobody really dives deeper into it, um, other than like diehard turtle fans, and that's fine. Like, not a, it's not required reading.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but it is, it, it is. Like I said, it, it's interesting that this is like the finale to basically like you know the first era of TMNT like in comics
1: yeah well,
2: how soon how soon is volume two after this
1: uh, I think he's come out really quickly after I think it's like the next year I think it's this I think it's October of the same year October or November of 93 uh, because I I just read I, I figured out that for the so the Savage Dragon crossover I just read it this week the first one because I learned that you first have to read the Savage Dragon issue it's like issue two Mm -hmm. dragon where he first meets the turtles Mm -hmm. and then it's then it's the book published by mirage that i have that i got off of the mirage website before it before it uh went down but we'll not
2: see our episode last last week for news about mirage
1: (laughs) yeah but i so i finally read that and i think at the end of the book it does have some notes talking about how volume two is going to be starting and in color uh and i'm pretty sure it was yeah like 93 is when it started yeah, so Volume One ends in August '93,
0: and Volume Two starts in October.
2: Okay, and remind me again, like Volume Two is still a Mirage, Volume Three is the Image years.
0: Correct. Got yeah. Volume Two is like Jim Lawson's book. Got it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it, what's really cool about these issues uh, here in in Volume One is that, and even in Volume Two for the 2003 series is that you see a lot of the concepts and stuff that get used later in Ninja Turtles. This is like the foundation for, for all of it, you know, including city of war, you know, city of war wasn't the foundation for like the movies and things like that in the 87 series. Cause it hadn't come out yet. Mm. But by the time we get into like 2003 series and the 2012 series, a lot of that, a lot of it's the foundation for those different animated shows and in where you'll kind of see a lot of the concepts and stuff emerge from.
2: Yeah, like, it's it's kind of, like I said, it's it's good to have the context of, like, where this kind of stuff came from, and seeing seeing, how, like, the original vision for how the story was supposed to go. Because I'm familiar with the 2012 version, um, and it, it it's different, but it's, like, you can feel the same beats.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They definitely hit a lot of those same same story beats with, you know, City at War, and mm-hmm uh they actually adapt the splinter and rat king back and forth of these in in an episode uh, that's a good episode too the yeah. giant rat monster that attacks them it's
0: really cool
2: makes me want to like go rewatch them. kind of kind of bummed i didn't go rewatch those city War episodes before doing this again
0: but <laughs> it's, i'll just take a
1: break and go watch it real quick sounds good Meet <laughs> <laughs> oh. back
2: be back here in an hour
1: All right. Well, guys, how about instead of going and watching something, let me tell you a story.
2: Well, before we do, this episode is brought to you by Totino's Pizza Rolls, the official pizza roll of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. We're not being sponsored. I'm just eating dinner.
1: (laughs) For I thought you actually like, you know, reached out and. and, (laughs) Way to hype the lead, dude.
2: (laughs) Totino's Pizza Rolls, if you guys want to sponsor us, that's what your ad could sound like on the Ninja Turtle Power Hour.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I got no follow-up to that, but
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna to let it, it I'm just gonna let it transition right now. To yeah, that's me. fine.
2: Just just do just do a hard cold trans- <laughs> transition. <gasps> Make it super awkward. I hope you leave all this audio in.
1: <laughs> Perhaps I can best
2: explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the
1: story of a man named Hamato Yoshi.
2: So, let me tell you a story. Issue number 60 came out in June 1993, cover by A.C. Farley, Kevin and Peter on the story, Peter and Jim Lawson on the script, Jim on pencils, Keith Aiken on inks, Mary Kelleher on the letters. Story opens with the five elite guards where they're facing off against the turtles and Karai and her foot soldiers, seizing the opportunity to confuse and deceive. The disguised Karai screams at the foot elite, traitors, I trained you to be steel tigers, not mad dogs. You dishonor me and you dishonor the foot clan. All of you come at seppuku now. One of the elite Tome falls for the trick and commits those ritual suicide, but the others are not so easily deceived and demand to see Shredder's face. Karai removes the helmet and throws it at the other guards. I will show you my face. Look, well, fools, gaze upon the face of vengeance and see your doom. The elite are taken back and the turtles use this opportunity to launch their attack. We cut back, (laughs) kind of whiplashy. Meanwhile, Casey uh, arrives at his mother's apartment building with the baby and moves back in oh arnold casey's mom admonishes him what did you do go and get some girl pregnant not exactly ma can i come in sure moving back in are you maybe for a bit the two kind of catch back up before mrs jones uh beams down at the at the kid so what do we have here oh what a cutie pie that's shadow my uh daughter casey says shadow cheese let me guess you named her casey jokes a little bit yeah sure did and don't call me arnold he says the turtles and the elite are battling furiously foot soldiers are armed with submachine guns and firing everywhere but most of them are killed by the elite guards april another <laughs> cut back and- Tonal Whiplash is seated at a restaurant where she's just circling a real estate page. We cut back to the old man who's peering out of the window of the hospital. He walks away from it, needing no assistance this time, and sits on his bed. Cut back to the action where Leo takes out one of the elite guards, but another one is cornered Karai. Raph, and it, Raph has his hands full with one of the other guards who's, util, who's using a chain, but then the turtle defeats his opponent. Karai leaps onto a lighting fixture to escape her foe, but it pulls her out of the ceiling. But it pulls out of the ceiling and sends her down to the floor, where the foot dives on her, but is slain when Karai uses the lamp post to impale him as he comes down. Outside on the roof, Donatello is searching for another guard. The who sneaks up on him and kicks him to the floor, breaking his leg, and then kicks him off of the roof. Karai has her hands full as another elite guard attacks her. You profane the image of our master, Shredder the elite guard growls as he punches Karai in the face, knocking her to the ground. And for that, you must
0: die. Bum, bum, bum. Very high energy. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let me tell you a story. This is TMNT number 61, originally published in July of 1993. Story by Eastman Laird, script by Lawson Laird, pencils by Lawson, inks by Jason Temujin Minor. Letters by Mary Kelleher, tones by Eric Talbot, and cover by A.C. Farley. So Donatello lies on the floor the second time around and sees the Shredder Elite about to kill Karai. He can't reach her in time because his leg is broken. So in desperation, he picks up up a nearby gun and shoots the Shredder Elite. He then throws away the gun in disgust. Uh, We cut to April, who's meeting with uh, Mrs. Jones about buying a rental property. Mrs. Jones leads April to the basement of the property to meet her son, the maintenance man. Turns out it's Casey. Uh, They reunite and share a hug. Back at the second time around, Leo is battling the last of the Shredder elite. They have an epic brawl, crashing through several floors and walls. Leo slices the elite's abdomen and is then able to wrestle him to the ground and break his neck. Uh, We see the immigrant in the hospital preparing for his discharge. A little interlude there. Back at the second time around, the turtles attend to Donatello's broken leg. Karai says she owes them a great deal, but the turtles say that as long as the Foot Clan honors their truce, she owes them nothing more. Karai says after the Foot Clan reorganizes, she will go back to Japan to spread her daughter's ashes and tells the turtles to use this opportunity well. Leo says they will. The end.
1: Man. Here we are starting to wrap up. I'll finish us off with the final issue. So this issue was first released in August 1933. Stories by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Script by Peter Laird and Jim Lawson. Pencils by Jim Lawson. Inks by Keith Aiken. Tones by Eric Talbot. And letters by Mary Kelleher. So we end up seeing April and Casey head back to the Northampton house and settle in it for a little bit. The turtles show up and surprise them one day. And Casey and April have rekindled their romance. Uh, Everyone recounts what has happened to them except for splinter he's off in a cave with donatello uh and he's kind of living like a hermit ever since his experience with the rat king and seems a little bit off and they can't really get details from him uh er before they everyone decides that they're going to leave to new york except for donatello and splinter uh they'll stay back in northampton and april has left the house open for them April ends up, before they they leave, April ends up confessing to Splinter that he's always been like a father to her, and he ends up coming out and hugging her and calls her daughter. We end up finally ending with Nate uh, moving into a new apartment, provided, um, I'm pretty sure, by the government, some sort of housing for him. And he looks out of the window with kind of a forlorn stare. The end.
0: Guys, we did it. We're at the
1: end of volume one.
2: Woo! There's no more Ninja Turtles after this. It's done.
0: <laughs> we did it. We finished Ninja Turtles. Right. Next week we'll be reading the Ninja Turtles. Next week we'll be. The Ninja Turtles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I mean, we did it. Like it, this is the finale to essentially that the era that started Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. in comics. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know. It, I don't know. Let's go to second time around.
1: Go to second time around. Definitely. Hey, uh, nice junk. So, fun little
0: Easter egg. If you look at issues 58, 59, and 60, all in a row, if you line Mm -hmm. them up, it kind of makes a little action scene. Like it starts zoomed in on Leo's face. Then we zoom out to see all four turtles. Like a triptych? Yeah. We zoom out to see all four turtles, and in the last one you see that they're surrounded by the Shredder Elite Guard. It just makes a nice little three-panel little comic there. It's kind of cool.
1: Wow, just showing off the fact that uh, you have the all the original comics, huh? <laughs> <laughs> able to put them right next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no it's wonder I, I didn't
2: notice it. I only have two of those.
0: Ah. Oh. Speaking of having the originals, there's a lot of ads for other Mirage projects at this time in these uh, issues. We've had Usagi Yojimbo, there's going to be another Space Usagi, Bioneers, Xenotech, Stupid Heroes, Crossovers with Flaming Carrot and Savage Dragon. Um, if you're curious about all of that, I put it up on our Instagram, so go check our, our Instagram if you want to look at those ads.
1: Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Another thing is this is the first time Casey gets called Arnold. When he sees his mom, she calls him Arnold, which does kind of create a continuity error because they originally called him like Casey Bernard Jones back yep. in the mentionables I think we did
2: I think we did talk about that, how it's only Bernard in like that story, and then Arnold is kind of the canon. Yeah. Accepted
0: canon. Yeah. So is his name Arnold Casey Jones or Casey Arnold Jones? Arnold Casey.
2: Yeah, I I think it's Arnold Casey.
0: Yeah. He goes by his middle name. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. So the reason why they did that is it's kind of a a nod and kind of a joke based on AC Farley's name. Because he AC Farley goes by, oh, ah, but his first he goes name, by Craig, yeah, yeah. But his first name's Arnold. I mean, oh, okay. it's like
2: me. Mike isn't my first name. So. What?
1: Yep, that's my secret. Wow, one you'll take with you to the grave.
2: Uh, I mean, uh, some select people know, and it's always surprising when they hear what my first name is. But
1: anyway, our friends, the sorceress. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> why doesn't Tila know? She works with He Man all the time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Our friends, the Sorceress, Man in Arms. Yeah, yeah. You trusted Orko with that, but not Tila? Come on, and Cringer, and Cringer. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he mentioned. Ooh,
2: speaking of today, the new He Man and the Masters of the Universe cartoons on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. I
0: just yeah I just saw that. I haven't gotten around to watching it. Do you know yeah, when saw- uh, more Revelations is coming out?
2: Uh, they have not announced the back half of the first season yet. Man, that was Uh, a good show, I know. God, I loved it. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go check it out afterwards. Um, I've been in love with all the trailers so far and like a robot orco. Come on, sign me up. That's amazing. Roborco, it's (laughs) uh, okay. So, I was, I was like theorizing it would be like zero R K zero and then. I got to confirm today. It's O-R-K-0. So I was
1: close. Yeah. So I haven't seen any of this. Is it like supposed to be like a next generation of He-Man? Like the power gets passed down to.
2: No, it's, it's, it's a reboot. Um, okay. But it's, it, from the looks of it, it leans more heavy into like more into the technology thing of He-Man. Cause like he Man's always kind of been fantasy and technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, from the looks of it, like I said, Orko's a robot, so it's kind of more in the techno realm. Huh. Uh, but again, have not seen it yet. It just came out today as we record this on the sixteenth.
0: So yeah. it's it's CGI, and I think it's aimed at a slightly younger audience than. Uh,
2: yeah, it's definitely a kids' show. I mean, yeah. it's, def- like, it's definitely in the same age bracket that the original show was. Um, and it, it looks pretty goofy. Like, He-Man is definitely, like, yoked out. Um, and it's it seems like it's a little bit more of, like, a Power ranger type show where, you know, everybody's got powers because it's called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Hmm. But I'm, I'm okay with
1: that. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I forget how we
0: got on Back that. To- Back but- back to ninja turtles we were talking about names and uh casey's name this is the first issue where we see uh the immigrants name too it's on his wristband
2: that's right uh was it uh nate
0: nathaniel R... nathaniel
2: bushayev
1: bushayev that works yep uh it was also the first time we hear shadow's name oh yeah that's right yeah yeah we don't she doesn't get named before this issue <laughs> Which you know, I thought was really funny because then his mom's just like, let me guess, you named her, and he's like, Yep. Yeah. Shadow's a terrible name
0: for a child. <laughs> that poor baby.
2: I know. Gosh, she's like, she's gonna grow up with that name. Like yeah. I grew up with my first name and just
0: <laughs> I'm man, every now I'm just gonna start making up first names for you. Like Zanzibar. <laughs> I would I
2: would go by Zanzibar instead of Mike. <laughs> That's awesome
1: like uh, anyway man i started reading planet racers as well and like the main character's name is godman falcon godman falcon
0: <laughs> oh, i know god it's such a good name that's so sounds like someone who would play the cross <laughs> godman falcon <laughs> oh man
2: so I, I i love like badass weird names like that like um Kind of similar to Planet Racers um, is Cosmic Scoundrels by uh, Andy siriano who was one of the creators of Rise. Um, one of the characters in that is named Love Savage.
0: First name Love, last name Savage. Yep. Awesome.
2: <laughs> I love that name so much. <laughs> okay.
1: And then the the last naming that goes on in this is there's this moment where like, April has is when she's in the diner. This guy comes to bring her coffee, and he says like "more coffee," and it's spelt really weird. Yeah, he's like drawing out. Yeah, okay. It's sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, supposedly it's a slight tip of the hat to Alan Moore. That's why it's spelt "more" with two O's. Like like it's being drawn out. Okay, that's such a
2: weird reference because like he looks he he's got a he's got such a unique look that I was like this has to be a reference to somebody
1: yeah but and
2: alan moore is not who i picked
1: yeah well, supposedly the actual guy offering the coffee is and it's not supposed to be like jim lawson it's uh steve murphy i think is what he said in the back of the book i didn't write it down
2: oh i i didn't i didn't even see that in the annotations
1: yeah, it was in the annotation he says it's supposed to i think be similar looking to steve murphy
2: okay but even still i was like this is that's such a weird reference to make to alan moore it is because like okay like i get it like alan moore at this point was like super famous watchman was out
1: and well they're friends alan moore peter laird and kevin eastman are are they really really I thought alan moore didn't like anybody no kevin eastman at least was friends with alan moore i mean especially during like he's he got him to do books under tundra Mm -hmm. um it was but no like yeah him and paul jenkins talk about hanging out with alan moore at cons and stuff like that like hey Apparently <laughs> Paul Jenkins' brother would like go and get him, you know, the the good stuff to smoke. Well uh <laughs> that is Paul Jenkins brothers, yeah, you know, it was kind of crazy when going to get huh. the good stuff to smoke. I knew
0: Alan Moore worked for Tundra. I didn't realize they had a relationship beyond that though. I
2: didn't even know they had a relationship. That is news to me. Yeah. it's nope. not a that is not a Comic Con party that I expected to ever have happened.
1: Yeah, no, in the annotation, Peter Laird says a slight tip of the hat to our friend Alan Moore. So, interesting, huh. wild. That was honestly all I had. Like, I didn't have anything for sixty-one and sixty-two for the second time around. Yeah, I don't have anything for sixty-one. Uh-huh.
0: Anything.
2: Uh huh. No, just some kind of little things here that are listed on Turtlepedia um, in the image continuity. So, volume three. Um, some surviving members of the foot. Uh, there are some surviving members of the elite foot, um, uh, and they come back in volume three.
1: I'm trying to remember if I. I don't know. If, I don't know if I remember there being elite ones. Maybe they. I don't know. There are
0: because the be the rest it. of the turtles uh, dress up like them and mm-hmm. infiltrate the foot. Oh yeah, headquarters. But I think I remember right. Like no one had seen Karai for a while in volume three. I don't know whatever yeah. happened to her. But well, we'll, we'll get there
2: uh casey's dad uh his death will be revealed in volume two the one that he mentions uh-huh. uh and then karai will break the truce in tales of the tmnt volume two issue 40 in mm-hmm. the distant future yes hey, so uh,
0: didn't know that crazily read that a couple nights ago not realizing it was related to this issue at all <laughs> <laughs> well
2: because we were just talking about like how like, is this the truce that they break in um, in The Last Ronin?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's at
1: least inspired by that truce. It's definitely its own universe, though. It's
2: like, how many truces is Karai making?
1: Yeah. But they, yeah. Well, they were originally planning on making this story, uh, making this all turn into The Last Ronin. So, like, they totally changed the story beats and stuff for, you know, Kevin Eastman has gone through and edited it and made it its own universe. But this was supposed to turn into the last Ronin. Eventually, The last yeah, time. you're working on trying to make it the story reach that point, and you can already kind of see it. You've already got Donatello spending more time with Splinter, uh, and kind of off. Oh and,
2: yeah, that's a good connection to yeah. uh, the final issue. Yeah, interesting. Huh. But Is then the, you got you got Volume Forge gets in the way.
1: I mean, Volume Four, I think, was you know, he's possibly maybe going to try and take it that way. He also might've given up at that point on trying to set up the last Ronin. Um, and, and the other thing that is, is there is like with, with tells the TMNT volume two, like Peter Laird says that there's a lot of it that he didn't even like, he didn't even read them that he just like, okay, everything. So, if, you know, if Karai breaks the truce at some point it might not even, it might not even have been like Mirage's plan. It could have just been writers just getting to do what they wanted with the, the story. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the only thing I have for sixty-two is that in the letter, just call the the guys Say that the robot that was unleashed on the bus a couple issues ago. I remember the the accountant was on that bus, like typing up something, and shut down the power to where the robot guys were working. Uh-huh. They, they sent the robot after that bus. That was the bus he was attacking. So, okay, we might know what happened to the accountant. <laughs> he might. Have. I never I never put two and two together there. There that they were attacking. The accountant. I just thought that oh. was a random attack, but oh no! I, oh. I, I realized apparently, apparently
2: in the letters page for issue number um uh well part thirteen because I can't remember what issue it is now <laughs>
0: sixty two
2: in sixty two um they talk about Shadow's uh father, her real father, uh, and apparently his identity is revealed in volume three.
0: Yes, yes. They they say that. It, they didn't have any plans at this time to bring back shadow's dad
1: hmm.
0: like he wasn't gonna come back for custody or anything so
1: well neat well
2: spoiler alert for me
1: yeah is that it for the second time around then i think, I think so, so. yeah i'm ready to talk about what i despised about these issues <laughs> in the anchovies Ooh, despise that's a strong word here we go <laughs> i know Ooh no anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I got let you know.
2: Cuz despise is not how I felt.
0: Oh, no. Uh, I I'm being uh what's Hy- deb- hyper democratic? Uh no. <laughs> yeah, uh, the okay. opposite of that. Yeah. I'm I'm exaggerating for effect. I okay. I thought these issues were fine. Yeah.
2: I I'll just get it out of the way. I was kind of just disappointed in how low stakes, everything ultimately felt um, it. I, I think the drama between like, cause even even then like splinters whole deal still isn't wrapped up mm-hmm. um, at the end of these issues. Um, so like you guys were, you guys were teasing saying like, Oh, it'll, it'll pay off. It'll make sense. And it just never did for me. Hmm. Um, like I get that he went through things, but like it still doesn't explain like why he was so cold to April, you know, way back in in uh was it 48? Um when he just
0: tells her to leave.
2: Yeah, when he just tells her to leave. Like it doesn't, it doesn't explain that. Um, like I there's no real resolution for why Splinter was such a jerk. And then like I I guess I built it up in my head that the city was more at war and like there and I guess this is because like I've had IDW in 2012 to kind of spoil my idea of how this book went and so I always I guess I always imagined the city actually being at war and like fa- like there were factions yes but it's like Other than the couple news reports, you didn't really see how it affected the city. Like,
0: yeah, I guess I never thought of that. Like early on, there's the brawl in the middle of the streets with uh, the robot. But then after that, it's all it really kind of contained to the second time around.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Like after that, like I was not I wasn't expecting that brawl to be happening like every week, but like after that there's really kind of nothing it just and then it just kind of wraps up into this like karai shows up and it's like everyone's like oh shit karai's here and then like it's just her and then the elite guard Mm
1: -hmm. yeah well i mean that's the thing is like she's able to come in from like with like she she's getting everyone reunited the problem is the last wild card as she explains is the foot elite
2: no and i and i get that it's just like i i get that it's just I don't know. I, part of it, part of it is me just kind of having higher expectations than I guess what was really, you know, and that's, than what was really given to me. And, you know, that's, that's my fault. Um, But at the same time, like as a reader, it really does just kind of feel like thing, like there were ideas, but then like a lot just didn't get followed through on because it really, again, it only, like were all of the accountant foots killed were the other foot grunts killed or did they fall in line with karai like you never find out about them
0: yeah she kind of offhandly mentions that she already united them but it kind of happens off panel or something mm-hmm. yeah seems. like there's
2: so. there's a lot that just doesn't happen on panel mm-hmm. and it feels like how we were talking about the pacing issue in, in um previous issues like how it it took what was it five pages for the helicopter to land yeah like you could have cut that down to two and then have her like literally or or intersperse that with her meeting the clan Mm -hmm. or like just meeting those factions you know
0: i think i said it earlier like it's 13 issues of story but i'm not sure that 13 issues worth of stuff happens necessarily Uh,
2: exactly exactly
0: you could summarize the story pretty quickly or at least the individual stories in just a couple sentences you know i mean i mean yeah like you can it's not super complicated or anything but
2: it's it's really not and it's like now kind of in hindsight now it really feels like the rat king stuff was a lot more highbrow than they were able to tell Mm -hmm. and whether or not like you know they just didn't know how to write it they had an idea and just couldn't get that idea across I really just, I feel like that was just kind of, I think that was my biggest letdown, was the Splinter stuff. Mm -hmm. Because it was presented to be more highbrow than it actually turned out to be.
0: I do kind of like the idea that he's not, like it's still affecting him at the end of it. I do too. Which is is cool.
2: I do too. I just would, I would rather see more of like him kind of reacting to it. Mm -hmm. Because when he gets out of the silo when he climbs out like it's kind of implied like hey he's over it you know he figured it out he climbed out of the unstoppable you know obstacle i don't
0: think I, i mentioned this last time but didn't michelangelo like break a hole through the wall of that silo couldn't he just walk through that Uh, It's neither here nor there, but
1: (laughs) it probably caved in a little bit later. Yeah, 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 there we go. Yeah, there was some boxes in front of it. Yeah,
2: Racking died before he patched, or he patched it up and then he died.
1: Right. With his last
0: remaining breath, he uh, used some brick and mortar to patch the hole. Yep. I love it. So I've only really got two little anchovies. They're very small, but like I said, Shadow—a terrible name for a baby.
1: I
2: it, it is a terrible name it is a t- terrible name for a baby but also like it's the perfect name for Casey's baby mm-hmm. I guess
1: and it's a great name for a comic
0: book character True true yeah Yeah so, it's James.
2: but it's 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 a great name for a comic book character like when they decide to like be a hero or something
1: you know yeah. or they're
2: like the main anime protagonist kid
0: Yeah it's like how Rogue is already named Rogue Yeah god uh but, but
2: um but it but it makes sense for like someone like casey who's so into like you know m- uh, action movies and
0: yeah does that name come from anything like do they do they say anything in the annotations about that uh,
1: i wonder where they, where they got that that idea for that name i think it um, sounds like cool but you would never actually name your kid and that's just something that casey jones would name his kid you know yeah It's one of the things that Peter
0: Laird's wife like vetoed. (laughs) Like, No, you can't name him Shadow. He's like, all right, I'll make my own Shadow. Yeah, I'll make my own Shadow. (laughs) Um, My other little anchovy is, it looks like five Shredder Elite or Elite Guards or whatever you want to call them uh, show up at the second time around. But then they kill six. And it it just bugged me. Um, But I don't know if if it's like that car from that movie Bullet where it like had eight hubcaps or whatever. But
2: no, I, I noticed, or like, you know, like 12 gunshots go off and it's a you know, a revolver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I noticed like it, it felt like there were one too many foot elites.
0: Yeah, because like, I so, thought there were four. Well, there's five and then one commits seven. And then, coup, one- and then there's four and then they
1: kill like three of them. Raph shoots one and I thought that was the end of it, but then suddenly Leo's fighting another one it was just the Vanguard hiding up on the roof. You know, he was just waiting to, you know, his backup. That actually kind of makes sense. I actually think that that last one was the one from the first
0: couple issues. Cause he's got like daggers in his wrappings and none of the other ones do.
1: So maybe I'm just reading into that, but that's what it seemed like to me. Cool. I, I mean, my only anchovy would be like how they ended it with Nate. Uh, you know, like Kevin Eastman kind of said it's supposed to kind of almost be a bittersweet thing, but I'm not really quite sure, like, why they have Nate just looking out the window forlornly. Like, it feels like a really, like, good, like, happy, solid ending to the story. And then Nate happens. And looks sad, you know, and it looks sad. And I'm kind yep. of just like,
2: what? <laughs> 100%. Like, and Peter said it. I don't know. I can't remember how many issues ago. They should never have done Nate. Yeah. You just should never have put the put that story in there. Yeah, it doesn't work.
1: Yeah, it, it didn't really work super well. But at the end of the day it doesn't for me it doesn't ruin anything but at the same time it it's just kind of weird and it does kind of make the ending feel a little bit off. You know, if you just cut it off before Nate is there then I feel like it kind of just makes you like happy. And it's a nice little ending. <laughs> yeah, what happens right before we get to Nate? You just head off to go, like, Splinter hugs April, and they're just heading off to New York.
0: Yeah, that, that is a good interview. Hmm. Yeah. See, this is why, like, I said at the beginning, I never really pay attention to that guy that was in the bombing because, like, nothing happens with him. He just, like, he's in the hospital for a while and then he has a house
1: afterwards. It's, yeah. you know, he's not, he doesn't even interact with any of the other characters in the story. Yeah. So that, that's my one anchovy. Other than that, though, I'm totally good on these issues. I, awesome. I enjoyed them. So should we talk about what we love? Yes. Um, I love being a turtle.
0: I'm ready.
2: I'm loving these Totino's pizza rolls. That's Totino's pizza rolls.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I had macaroni and cheese from a local place called Grateful (laughs) Bread. They're only open on Thursdays and Saturdays from noon to four. So I had to stand in line for like an hour for this macaroni and cheese. It was totally worth it. My stomach is all messed up from eating like a
1: pound of cheese. It's fantastic. <laughs> I had a burger from this place called Cubbies. Called the Dragon Slayer. It's like fancy burgers because that's what I'm into is highbrow, lowbrow stuff. Yeah. What <laughs> oh, said, it was fancy about it?
2: We used to go to this place called Elbows. And it's like, they got like 30 different kinds of mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, we were originally going to have them cater our wedding, but we couldn't get outside food at the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah like they have a pizza like literally baked on top of mac and cheese Ooh. Mm-hmm. and it's my favorite one naturally
0: we have a specialty hamburger shop out here too called honest abes and they like rotate monthly the burgers it's really good mm-hmm. what was a uh, special about your burger spencer
1: oh it's just it's just one of those gourmet ones so it had like uh blue cheese in it and some spinach and like I, I don't know exactly what's in the sauces and stuff. I just always get it when I go there. I think it's called the dragon Slayer or something like that, mm. but it's a, it's a good burger.
0: I'm realizing now that I might've skipped dinner.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. No, no problem. Uh, that's, that's my fault. Not yours. That's my problem.
2: Well, why don't you uh, head on over to your local grocery store and grab some Totino's pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: gracious. <laughs> All right. Well, issue number 60. (laughs) I love just the brutal fight scenes uh, in it. You know, it's very suspenseful, full of some suspenseful moments. You know, you've got Karai like, you know, last ditch ever grabbing the, the lamp, you know, the old lamp and running him through with it when he's falling on top of her. Yeah.
2: That was super cool.
1: Yeah. And then you've got Donatello, you know, having to use the Uzi and I just like that scene as well because of like, this is not 61 when he uses the Uzi, but just like the way he like tosses it away and stuff, like it just shows a lot about his personality. Before we've heard him say they don't like guns, but like- you Very can...
2: very Obi-Wan, so uncivilized.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like you just get to see him like toss it aside and almost be like disgusted with himself that he, that he used it. It's just interesting to see, you know, that that piece of his personality. Yeah.
0: I know he gets, it seems like he uses the broken leg to be like, oh, I have to stay at the farm, but I really think it's that he did that is why he's yeah. staying- with Splinter, you know, it, maybe he's using the broken leg as a cover for that. But. Yeah, him and the Splinter have some things they need to work through. For yeah, him. I do like that. Like <laughs> the one Shredder elite guard does commit seppuku Like yeah. the rest of them, like I ain't falling for that. And he's like, Ah oh, man, I guess I gotta. Like, <laughs> like I can't believe it works. It, it, it this person in up. the
2: Shredder mask <laughs> told me I gotta do yeah. it
0: like just anyone in a shredder mask could have told him to do that and he would have done it no questions asked at this point like the foot's got to be a cult right like it's oh totally especially the especially the shredder elite they're yeah you know that's cult of personality I
2: i think that was just more annoying like really like he fell for that so fast and it's like did did cry have like a voice modulator?
0: That's what I love about it. It's it's just ridiculous. Like it's why?
2: So ridiculous.
0: Why, it's clearly not Hirokusaki, but this is also a guy who pledges allegiance to a bunch of worms. So I mean, yeah. fair, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, they, they may be good at what they do, but it doesn't mean they're necessarily smart. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I'm like just even back with like the fight scenes. Just man, like there's the like Raphael's bit and stuff where he's just. You know, kind of doing his whole brutal fight with, with them. I I don't know. It's it's really cool.
2: No, you're right. Like like all of the fight scenes, really in these three issues, well, two issues, yeah, were were top notch. Yeah,
0: and gravity seems to be the best way to kill these guys because it works for Karai and Raft jumps off the, yeah.
1: the building with one of them. Yeah, and like uses his shell as protection, which I, I like that when like people you know when they have like the turtles tuck in, so like you know, it's kind of like wrap their arms around land on their back so that they land on their shell. Yeah, yeah. exactly like, see their turtle. when they
2: when they remember their turtles, like that's that's great. Like that's my favorite part of the 2014 movies like when they figure out they're bulletproof. uh-huh. And like they all just kind of like giggle at each other. They're like, oh <laughs> like i I, lo- I love it when they do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And kind of seeing that here because like we don't really ever see them do that in mirage like now that i think about it
0: yeah they never like use their shell for anything really like
2: protection or just kind of anything like they make reference like oh yeah we're turtles like that's why we can swim Mm -hmm. but they've never like tucked in their shells for defense
1: i mean i don't like it when they actually like tuck their limbs inside i've explained this before because like it's <laughs> and i've explained to you spencer they have telescoping bones i know <laughs> exactly it's like a radio antenna for a femur <laughs> i mean you know like it's whatever they're they're mutants but it just it just bugs me because it's just not physically yeah. no matter how much you try to mutants it like you look at the way they are built and there's just no way so like i kind of like it when it's just like i'll land on my shell though and just kind of like pull my arms into my chest and land on my shell because like they've got the hard shells and so it i don't know i like it when they kind of use it more in that way than Mm, than the quite like literal. like i'm gonna tuck inside my shell like i can kind of like i'm kind of okay with the heads going in kind of i don't know it depends on how they draw them but anyway it's a weird little just pet peeve of mine that is just one of those things that's always gonna bug me can't can't get around it well (laughs) we
2: know if we know one thing it's that this fandom loves their pet peeves.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um I also really like the Splinter and April scene. I just like, you know, getting to see Splinter kind of you know, stepping into that father role and finally like kind of I don't know being less cold to people. I
2: I wanted to like it and this is kind of an anchovy but I feel like that just wasn't earned.
0: I, I feel you there, too. I, I did get a little misty-eyed with it, but then I was like, but, you know, I don't know that I've ever really seen Splinter and April talk outside
1: of an issue or two. So. Yeah. yeah, And I guess some of it's, you know, one of those things that it's supposed to have happened a lot of, you know? but...
2: Well, that's why they got Tales of the Team and T to fill in those blanks.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and I do think it's actually a good conclusion as well. Like, I, I love getting I think- everyone together again. It's not going over. It's just going on.
2: Yeah, like i th- I think as an ending it's great I just think it didn't really earn it yeah and it's like did it, they tell splinter about the truce
0: I mean yeah I don't I don't think splinters done anything this entire time like yeah it was like there during Spl- return to New York it wasn't there when they left for this
1: saga I don't know I mean, I imagine they told them when they brought Donatello in with his broken leg and had to Probably, yeah.
2: I mean, would Splinter have cared at that point?
0: (laughs) I like, too, like, them getting back together is just, like, it's as convenient as it needs to be. Like, April happens to be buying the exact place that Casey's living at. uh,
2: Oh, and then, God, like, they're swimming in Northampton, and then the turtles just happen to be in the river underneath her and pull, like, a Jaws moment.
1: I mean, I do, I think they were just heading to the house, and then they see April, and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to go scare." And so they. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I figured that too. Yeah, you know? I,
2: I didn't realize that was April at first, and then I was like, "Oh, wait."
0: <laughs> I said it before. Leo is like kryptonite against shredders. Like he kills two in this issue. He killed five in Return to New York. He's one and O against mutant shredders, and he's two and O against Saki. Yeah, the guy's batting a, Leo, a thousand. Man. I know he's extending his record against uh, the higher ups of the Foot Clan. I mean, that's why that's what makes him so special. It's why they're the girls, man. I gotta say, uh, oh, Mike... is
2: that why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mike and Shadow are like the cutest thing in the world. Like,
2: yeah, like that was pretty cute. That like immediately, that's who they both gravi- like they both gravitate towards each yeah, other. Like, I like that.
1: So yeah, I mean, that's kind of all I really have. So that's it.
2: That's that's Mirage. Volume one. Awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we read
0: this volume the way we did. Where we didn't just like skip to the three main arcs, but we like interspersed it with a, a yeah. bit of the guest era and stuff. It really paid off. I like it.
2: Yeah, like it. It it really kind of added a lot of context that would have definitely have been missing. Um, which is kind of the you know the hindsight of things. Like you know they realize that oh there was some stuff that didn't pan out so we got to add more story there um with you know all those future tales issues um but it's it, it it's nice to like have finally read this like I keep, I keep saying like it it's you know it's probably the biggest storyline in mirage volume
1: 1 especially definitely yeah
0: you can check that little box now i
1: can i've read volume 1 yeah most of it anyway. I mean, technically, there's still some of the guest there we haven't read yet, but uh, yeah, but yeah. there's like 10 issues. Maybe all right. The, ca- the canon,
2: the canon volume one.
1: Yes, definitely the canon volume one. You have read. I mean, and then after we cover volume two, you'll have, and then, you know, once we get to volume four, you'll have covered the Mirage canon. So you can check that. Well,
2: I can't wait to be that guy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty special. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of it. I know. <laughs> well, bye, guys.
2: This has been the Ninja Turtle Power
0: Hour.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are we We're out forever. forever. News.
0: News. We got.
2: This is April O'Neill of
1: Channel
2: Six. Wow,
1: that almost went like Western there.
2: I would now. That was like the SWAT Cats theme
1: oh yeah <laughs> that's
2: that's what i was invoking
1: okay i haven't no felt SWAT it like cats theme so i'm oh
2: it. dude rocks especially the second theme that's the one
1: all right i'll have to look into that swat, uh, uh, isn't
2: uh
0: barry gordon one of the swat cats
2: uh he is he yeah. is um uh razor i think he's t-bone and razor
0: t-bone and razor
2: Boy, oh, what a minute. time to be alive. Oh, it's been a minute. Don't mind me totally looking, <laughs>
0: totally looking it up. Very T-Bo-
2: a- T-Bone and Razor.
0: What else is the right. voice or dude? Do? Donatello. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: Razor was the small, like, mechanical genius of the SWAT cats. Oh. Ah. So, Barry, Barry definitely was uh, typecast a little bit.
1: Yeah, kind of like uh what's his face? Yeah, just like him.
2: Yeah, just like him. Just like what's his face. I mean,
1: there's there's like three different people I'm thinking of specifically right now that like two of them are in rise. Oh Ben Schwartz. Oh, like
2: Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz yeah.
1: and yeah, Ben Schwartz is totally typecasted. Same with Greg Sipes, uh and Josh Brenner. Josh
2: Brenner, I feel like has a little bit more range, but yeah, you're right. Which was definitely uh, he's Donatello in Rise. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, But Ben Schwartz, like you get Ben Schwartz because you want Ben Schwartz. Like you don't want another character. (laughs) Like
1: Leo, Leo, Dewey,
2: and Sonic the Hedgehog are all three the same character.
1: Yeah, and and so was Randy Cunningham, ninth grade ninja from Disney XD. If you ever watched, Uh, it. you're right. Yeah, yep, he's. It's Yeah, it's all the same character. <laughs> so this is the news this week? <laughs> uh, no. The yeah. news is that The Last Ronin is finally coming out. The day after this episode releases, number four.
2: Yeah, Blood and Snow, in finally.
1: If you pre-ordered it, it'll be in your hold box. But if not, it'll be on shelves yep. for you to purchase.
2: Or go subscribe to The Last Ronin on Comicsology. Mm-hmm. And it'll be right there in the app for you.
1: Yeah. However you like reading your comic books, it's going to be there and ready for you to read.
2: I'm going to go pick it up from my comic shop, like on my lunch. Read it and then come home <laughs> and record. Nice.
1: It. Yeah, I've got I've got school, so I'll be down that way for for my schooling, and I'll be able to pick it up. I'm stoked.
2: Yeah, I'm. St- God. <laughs> feels like it's been almost four months no it's been four yeah just under four months since issue three
0: crazy so i gotta reread uh, issue three eh?
2: i know i'm gonna have to, i'm gonna have to reread uh one two and three just to kind of refresh it yeah. um but guys if you have not listened to our other last ronin episodes uh it is going to be a spoiler heavy episode so um feel free to read the issue and then you'll have, you know, five days to read that issue, and then jump on with us next Turtle Tuesday. But yeah, we're gonna be jumping into everything as much as we can, um, everything that we notice in the issue, getting that old analysis machine going.
0: <laughs> yeah, we run a lot of computer simulations and and whatnot. To yep, yeah.
2: gotta find gotta find, find all every, the references, every yeah. reference, every reference <laughs> as much as we can.
1: Right.
0: And
2: Which then, I think now, hopefully, uh, since I'm more well versed in Mirage, I'll be able to see more.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like it, it, like seeing Mirage really does. Like I said, like helps you see a lot of the story beats that are hit uh, in the cartoons. It also helps with the last Ronan. You know, you know about the truce that's already happened. How, like why they have a truce with Karai because there's yeah. some sort of city or arc that happened where they helped her. Yeah, it's sort of amazing how much they've repurposed from Volume 1 or retold or adapted, you know.
2: Oh, definitely.
1: No, it's it's definitely, like I said, it's the foundation of all of Ninja Turtles. Like, you know, people say that there's, like, no real good place to start, and they're right with Ninja Turtles. Like, you could really start with any series. It doesn't matter. But if you're really looking for, like, a foundation, the base of everything, it's the issues that are in the Ultimate Collection that are really... (laughs)
2: absolutely thing. like I think I've said it before like Mirage as as much as it's like it's the turtle like it's the turtle it's the one that started everything mm-hmm. it's not the turtles to recommend to
1: new people yeah
2: it really isn't it's, and it's I would almost like if if somebody came into Ninja Turtles and like just wanted to start um the two i'd recommend would be 2012 and uh the idw book yeah no like as me. much as as much as i love rise 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 is a very particular and you need a very specific kind of person who's into that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um yeah. and 2003 2003 is good but i think it gets it gets bogged down a lot and i don't want to trash 2003 um but it it's it to me i think 2012 is stronger
1: yeah for i would kind of just for me i'd gauge the person you know kind of as as in like what they like you know if people like more of a a cuz I, I just feel like the nick series is a bit more aimed at kids and is a bit more it's just more y than the two oh yeah
2: i mean abs- abs- it absolutely is
1: and so um, but on- i think
2: it i think it captures the spirit a little bit more
1: hmm. Yeah, I don't know for me. I don't know. I guess it dep- it's because I grew up with the 2003 series. And so that's kind of what set my my base. But I think for me, it, I'd say that it depends on the person's personality. I mean,
2: I grew up with the 87. I'm not recommending it
1: <laughs> well, Yes, I grew up with the 87. But like the 2012 series is closer to that spirit of the 87 series. And so like it's it for you is more of definitive turtles. It's closer to definitive turtles since that's what kind of you're used to seeing as turtles. Cause that's what you grew up with. Don't psychoanalyze
2: me on our Ninja
0: Turtle podcast. <laughs> every pendulum's. So every pendulum swings in two directions, right? Yeah. 87 <laughs> super comedy. You got 2003 super drama E and then
1: 2012 is somewhere in the middle. Right? Yeah. It is somewhere in the middle for sure. And like, I, it's, it's not a, it's, it's definitely a good place to start. I'm just saying that it also depends on the person and their interests Oh yeah, obviously. But
2: that's it. but that's why, like, if somebody if if I got somebody that was more into, like, you know, someone a little bit older, I would assume that they could read a comic and be like, just read IDW. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah no, and, I, and I'm with you there. Like for me, IDW is definitely like the definitive Turtles at this point. Like the the Mirage series is the foundation of everything, and like it is really good, but as far as incorporating things that have been used throughout all of the history of Ninja Turtles and you having just like the personalities already fleshed out in there, it's definitely the IDW series.
2: Yeah. Just it, IDW is just so strong and just, it, I mean, it takes a lot of like what was been Mirage in mm-hmm. 87 and 2003 and it just, it, puts them in, a, in in a new wrapping and then kind of condenses everything and makes it cohesive
0: and and it tells like, its own story like that resurrection thing is totally and it tells not, its
2: own story on top yeah. of that it. like it's just man I
0: love IDW so that's yeah. IDW so that's check IDW. out other great quality titles from IDW IDW Wait, send yeah. us money
2: <laughs> no it's our we got our no we don't we don't need money we just need our best friend Tom Waltz to to come <laughs> friend of the show yeah
0: Personal um, confidant, to... Tom Tom Waltz.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime he wants to come back, Tom, we love you, buddy.
1: It was a great Cannot time.
2: can wait for the Pantheon to come at.
1: Oh, me too. But yeah, so if, yeah, the IDW is definitely like Definitive Turtles. If they could adapt something or do something close to it for a, a TV series, I would be super happy. So any other comic news? We've got last run in uh last week we kind of missed it but the trade paperback of Jenica 2 is out now it came out last week you can get that awesome
2: i would have got it if spencer had reminded me last week
1: i'm sorry (laughs) i I, yeah this is a new segment
0: for us too
2: (laughs) i talk about the toys and spencer talks about the comics and that's how i remember i gotta go to the comic book store
1: (laughs) what's behind those trade paperbacks It's, it's hard for me to keep up sometimes yeah
2: and it, it it's it's just funny because like we hear a lot of people asking like hey when's volume 14 of the ultimate collection coming out and uh i, I keep saying like you know they got to wait for more content because it's only been 20 issues of the main book and two Jenica minis mm-hmm. and it feels like now they've probably got enough story to fill um to fill one of those volumes and Ooh. I guess now, since Jenica just hit trade paperback, um, it's probably going to be within a couple of months, I think.
1: Well, yeah, because, I mean, that's the thing, is they're going to have to, because chronologically, if they want to put it on in chronological order, they're going to have to put the annual, um, like the 2020 annual, and I think even the 2021 annual happens before Sophie's run and fills in the gaps. Yeah. You have to put... No, wait. The 2021 annual is the Pantheon one. Is is the 20? Uh, yeah, the
2: 2020 annual is the. The 2020
1: annual is before, is before Sophie's run. So they'd have to put that in the Jenica series, in, and then they can go ahead and put in the the rest of the books if they want to keep it chronological, like they have been. The other thing that has, I mean, the other thing that we don't know is if they're. I mean, granted, I guess maybe we do know now because the annual's out and it went to the future with with the Rat King, but. You know, who knows? Maybe they will maybe they were thinking about having another series that's gonna fill in more of those gaps. We just don't know yet. So those ultimate collections aren't or the the big hardcovers aren't quite the
0: delay from the publication date. So yeah.
2: Because when when you know, did 13 was, come out? Just a couple months
0: ago. Yeah, I think it was oh, back in been... July.
2: Oh yeah, then we don't need 14 already. I get people are antsy, but come on. Guys. I mean yeah, they,
1: it... they usually did announce the next one. Before the other, like, usually, like, they announced them, like, two in advance, you know? All right. Uh, so, I can see why Fine. Curious about it. But as someone who has been faithfully <laughs> buying them <laughs> and, and following along with them, they usually do have them announced, you know, like, two before they're even out, you know, ready mm-hmm. to order. But it did take them a long time to finally release 13. Like, it was a while. No, there was a pandemic in the middle of it yeah I mean I so. <laughs> you know, there's the pandemic, and they just also just kept like pushing it even even after things had kind of calmed down and we were ramping back up again. yeah but
2: uh, I think it's just the biggest thing that like people just need to understand, like we're still kind of in this panini, so it it sucks for everybody
0: yeah, so just, just- I did skip dinner. You mentioned panini, in my stomach. <laughs> <clogs me. laughs>
2: All right. Well, uh, in toy news, then, uh, NECA this past turtle Tuesday, uh, revealed the final loot crate figure of their series two. Um, and it is Don, the dark turtle, uh, from an episode I don't remember of the 87 series, but it's Donatello, uh, in full Batman regalia. Uh, and yeah. I mean, I got it because I ordered all four boxes, but
0: yeah, that episode is actually the same one with the Triceratons. I watched it out of curiosity, and it's whoever's making toys over at NECA really liked that episode, apparently. So, I mean,
2: and that's because it's a loot box, um, or a loot crate. I'm okay with them doing the weird things like that, yeah. Like, like Don the Dark Turtle does not need to be its own ultimate figure taking up, you know, another slot. Like that's something totally fine to do in the loot crates because it's not it, it's exclusive and like anybody can order it that really wants it. So they don't need to uh and anybody that like doesn't care isn't gonna feel like they have a hole in their collection. Unlike with the Danny Pennington figure, which is like a main character in the movie.
0: <laughs> but that's a... does, does that figure come with like a folded up uh Leonardo art? I I don't know. We yeah. haven't seen the
2: accessories for it, but they've they've just made a big deal that it's like an officially licensed Sex Pistol shirt or Sid Vicious shirt.
0: Oh okay. Um, in video game news, uh, if y'all are still playing Jetpack Joyride, an event just <laughs> kicked off. Uh, it goes from September 14th to October 5th of this year. It's all Ninja Turtle themed, so you can you can dress the guy up to look like Donatello you can get like a big mech that looks like the like some sort of transformer of the party wagon it's kind of cool
1: man yeah that's that's a game I haven't even thought about in a very long time it (laughs) has
2: been a minute since I remembered that Jetpack Joyride even existed so
0: I don't think I ever played it when it was new but like I downloaded it just to see what this event was I was like oh I forgot this was even like a style of game (laughs) you know like I remember Flash games when I was in like eighth grade being that same kind of
1: thing, just one button that you click to make the jetpack go up and down. Yeah. yeah. I used to like, it's way off topic, but we've been off topic a lot this episode. But I used to, whenever I'd get ahead in my my computer classes, find just like the weirdest Flash game
2: Mm.
1: I could find and then just play it. You know, just go on one of those Flash game websites and find like the weirdest thing. I, I ended up finding one where it's like, it's like almost like a would you rather game of like, would you rather fight a 12 foot tall chicken or like 12 one foot tall chickens or something like that? <laughs> and then <laughs> you pick either one and then you then have to fight it. <laughs> oh, wow. And you chose. They like, so it was not uh, crazy stuff like that.
2: I remember playing Jetpack Joyride on like my Vita. That's how long ago. Oh, wow.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think I played it on my iPod Touch.
0: Oh, yeah. iPods aren't even a thing anymore, are they? It's all just wrapped in no, the iPhone, are. isn't it?
1: No, oh, they're, okay. they're
2: still iPods. They're not very common anymore, but.
1: Yeah, I think it's like an iPod 4? Maybe it's a 3. I had a Perry the Platypus case for it.
2: Perry the Platypus!
1: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Mike does that anytime
0: we mentioned. I'm platypus. legally required yeah. to. Yeah. It's
2: two things in my contract. Perry the Platypus references and mention rise every episode.
0: Yeah. It's uncontrollable, like an allergic reaction or yep. something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's only happened twice, but it's weird that it happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other turtle news this week? That's it. Okay. So uh, we kind of covered this already, but I'm contractually obligated to ask Spencer. What are we doing next week? <laughs> next you,
2: got, week. <laughs> you got a weird contract too.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Hey, I, I should have brought a lawyer. I tell you what.
2: Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much what the deal was is you guys do these weird things, and uh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing given back in exchange. You know, I think I think maybe it was money that we make back from the podcast. I think you guys were allotted a percentage, but this podcast doesn't make any money, so right now I can well, sue you if you don't ask me what we're doing next week.
2: Well, I mean, unless Totino's Pizza Rolls wants to start sponsoring the show,
0: man, I would totally. I have some in the freezer right now. I would totally just. You could hear me like nomming on them in the background <laughs> while we're talking. That's you, why I mute my.
2: Yeah. That's why I mute my microphone.
0: <laughs> you
1: could hear me like burn my mouth and stuff, you know. Then we'll get like a full sixty cents, and I'll just send you guys both a check in the mail for twenty cents. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> It's all right so, yeah.
2: so spencer what are we talking about next week oh we already talked about it we're covering the last ronin next week
1: yeah number four blood and, blood and snow. snow so excited
0: me too oh man i can't see wait to see what they do uh,
2: I can't me wait to see
1: Donatello and splinter die no just kidding
2: i know <laughs> I can't, wait,
1: can't wait can't wait for that
2: Uh, But guys, if you can't wait for the last Ronin uh, number four, let us know somewhere on the internet. You can hit us up on all the socials at Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, If you guys like the show, please leave a review and tell your friends about it. Because uh, we love that kind of interaction. Let's us know what you think of the show. Anything we can change and helps those algorithm gods, you know, put us in more people's faces and ear holes. Um, but yeah, guys, we love you. Uh, stay safe out there. And yeah.
1: All right. That's our show this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's always a treat. Until next time, dudes. Cowabunga. Cowabunga.
2: This episode was again brought to you by Totino's Pizza Rolls. Totino's Pizza Rolls in your local freezer section.
0: flavor of pizza roll are you eating
2: oh just pepperoni
0: okay i'm a combination guy myself
2: uh i, I i'm a sucker for just for the pepperoni like that just that greasy cheese you know pepperoni greasy cheese thing it's, yeah. ah, it's so good and then because i'm from california i gotta dip it in ranch
0: well uh, that, uh, that's a, that's a Midwest thing. You've co-opted that from, from my hey, culture. Is it, a, is it a, did we co-opt it or did you co-opt it?
2: I, I'm it's hard to tell
1: you take it from the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe it's is an American thing, honestly. It tell must you what, be, yeah. Have you, do
2: you guys have you guys had, ever had tamales?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: It's an East LA
2: thing. I can say that because I have family in East LA. Uh, tamales with ranch.
0: Okay, that's gonna take that.
2: Okay, give it a shot. Okay, we also put a black olive in our tamales, and then we use red masa.
0: Um, but yeah, I'm not a fan of black olive. Is the only thing. I see you got to be a plant.
2: I mean, the ranch is going to hide a lot of it. (laughs) Don't
0: worry. It makes it tough, though, when we order pizza, because I'm like, I'm down for anything. But the one pizza I don't like is Supreme, because it's, like, the only one with black olives on it.
2: I don't. And see, that's the thing. So we have this girl at the office, and, like, every time we get pizza, she, she like, craves Supreme pizza. And, like, I feel obligated to eat it, because, like, you know, otherwise it's just her who's going to eat it. Um, And they're one they're not going to order a pizza just for one person and then two like she's going to feel bad if it's just her eating it Mm. and so i'll eat it i don't like bell peppers on my pizza or onions
0: so i don't like bell pepper either i I like bell pepper i just
2: don't like it on my pizza
0: i'm i'm better about bell pepper than olive but Mm. yeah i don't like it on the pizza
2: yeah bell peppers and, and onions on pizza i don't like um but it's I mean i'll I'll eat it because it's pizza. Um, just dip in that
0: ranch and go to town. That's
2: you know what i I can't uh, okay, so that's the problem is the bell peppers and the onions always make that supreme pizza too soggy. like they sweat in it or something. Mm. And mm. so just dipping it in or pouring ranch on is just gonna make a bigger mess,
0: well, just. So if it's soggy, it's. I'm assuming it's like terrible, right? You tear up the pizza, put it into a bowl of ranch, and then <laughs> I eat like
2: a you like the soup. you meant like it's terrible. Gross, ew. <laughs> no, it's terrible, as in I can tear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can. Uh, I don't like to tear my pizza. Uh, I mean, at least in when it's in slice form like that. Right. If it's a square pizza, yeah, I'll tear that.
0: If you ever do make this weird ranch pizza soup, please send me a picture. <laughs> I will, <laughs> and okay. and like a reaction
1: video or something. I don't too, think you know? I'll <laughs>
2: ever do that, but, um, but
1: yeah. I don't actually like, ha- had a piece of pizza I didn't like. Oh, yeah, even you pineapple about it? or you just? Oh, I love pineapple on pizza. That's my favorite. Yeah,
0: same here. I used to really like it. I I don't know what happened.
1: Hawaii, Hawaiian, Hawaiian Taste pizza, change or something. Hawaiian pizza, love it. Yeah, no, like I mean, Kevin Eastman now has me hooked on ham, pineapple, and and jalapeno. There you go. I, Ooh, I have
2: that. not tried it with jalapeno.
1: It's good. I actually have some
0: leftover pizza in the fridge and a fresh bottle of ranch, so I might. It's it's really
1: occurring to me now that I've skipped dinner, so. <laughs> Oh, that's why I've been talking about pizza for the last ten minutes. <laughs> I usually yeah, do. Really. Uh,
2: sorry, I had to go turn on fan on because it's hot. Um, I usually do uh, ham, pineapple, and mushrooms. Huh.
1: Yeah, for me, for me before that, it was ham, pineapple, and like sausage. I'd, I'd throw some sausage on there too.
2: What mm. I just yeah. I feel like sausage. Like I feel like the ham is already your meat. I've never been a meat lovers.
1: Oh, I'm a meat lovers. I I can't Can't
2: do it. it. Can't do
1: it. Sausage
2: crumbles are like they're okay, but they're never anything that I'm like I need.
1: And like my, I will, I will make my colon suffer, and I will just absolutely swallow a pizza just topped with meat. (laughs) I will glorious, glorious gout.
2: Glorious, glorious gout. <laughs> what are we? Right. I been mean, eating, oh pastrami pizza. That's the one.
1: I'm not sure I've ever had pastrami. Oh, I haven't I had and pastrami on pastrami on pizza. That's what that's...
2: Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many places around the country are doing it, but um I know my pizza place, Downey Pizza Company, claims they invented it. Um, as pizza places are wont to do. Yeah. So I don't know how accurate that is, but it is insanely good, hmm. and it's like it's basically a pastrami sandwich on a pizza. So it's like hmm. the mustard and the pickles, um, like baked into the cheese, and then it's just topped with pastrami, and it's so good.
1: Hmm. Sound good? Original. Like, I can't Go
2: get it all the time because uh, Downey's a little far from here, but. It's just, yeah, it's so good.
0: Our regional topping is cream cheese. Ooh. Yeah, so like...
2: I it's like, like cream cheese, but that's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's not like spread on the pizza. It's just like they take like a small chunk of cream cheese and uh-huh. pop it. Like sometimes cream cheese and pepperoni is the one that's like the most popular. They'll take like a pepperoni and on each pepperoni, there'll be a little bit of cream cheese. Um, really backs those arteries up. It's fantastic.
1: Mm. I think Utah's just famous for putting a bunch of pineapple on their pizza. So <laughs> yeah, that's done that's done in lots of places, but I feel like it's really popular here. And so that's kind of that's kind of all the jokes I've seen about Utah and pizza man i am i'm starving i gotta get off here and go eat all right <laughs>
0: let's talk about you got, got you, th-
2: you got me thinking about <laughs> cream cheese on pizza that's so weird and like i want to oh, try kind
0: of it's so good it's it's I like need, a nice creamy consistency send
2: me send me a picture of that because i mean ne- i need to see yeah sometimes we'll put the cream
0: cheese like under the
1: cheese uh-huh. so it's like a little cream cheese landmine it's fantastic i mean it can't be that much different than like I can't remember the kind of cheese that's in lasagna but like that kind of cheese and then this in lasagna like it can't be that much different than that right no uh, cream yeah. not, not if it's creamy I mean it's just going to be a little bit more creamy though than than that's a lot it's literally called cream
2: cheese, cheese. Yeah, mean, it's, it's not
1: like it it doesn't melt it's not like runny
0: or anything it's still like you get just like a little mountain of cream cheese under the cheese
1: yeah it's, it's like the cheese that's in, inside of lasagna like the little like white pockets of it you know like that's ricotta ricotta lasagna, it is ricotta yeah yeah cream cheese is what you put on a bagel right yes yeah. but like ricotta i don't feel like it's that much different from cream cheese in flavor other than yes cream cheese has that cream taste a little bit added to it but it's not like that much more creamy just putting that out there
2: um i gotta i gotta experiment with this all right Keith, go eat dinner yes, yes. i to go, <laughs> clean up this mess you guys I will see you guys next week
0: yeah last running.
2: last road run
0: take care y'all do we do we
2: want to get a guest next week
0: we can i'm down
2: yeah i feel i feel like zach or um or matt would want to jump on
1: yeah i'm gonna throw their work. yeah so all right anyway
2: i'll see you guys later
1: Take care.